0: You're listening to The Corbett Report. Report CorbettReport.com
1: Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and we are live here tonight on the 28th of December, 2012, Friday night for you guys there stateside, Saturday afternoon for me here in Japan. And we are here to take one last spin around the block, one last kick at the can here on Corbett Report Radio as I prepare to fold up operations on this radio broadcast. This will be the last ever live edition of this broadcast, at least for now. And assuming that uh, things do pan out in the new year, perhaps I'll be able to return some months hence. But at least for now, this will be the last episode of this radio broadcast. So I'm very glad that you are tuned in for tonight's edition. As we, uh, well, I get set to deliver what I hope is an important and hopefully inspiring message. I guess you will be the ultimate judges of that, but I wanted to do one last final uh, addition here to sort of put a bookend on this broadcast that I think will go nicely with the first ever episode of Corbett report radio and Some people might be able to cast their minds back to that first episode. If you haven't heard it, I suggest you go and download it, either from the RBN archives or, of course, the archives there on CorbettReport.com, where all 277 episodes of this uh, radio broadcast will be archived into the future, into perpetuity. And if you go back and listen to that first ever broadcast, you will hear myself expounding on really the reason for Corbett Report Radio and the Corbett Report media generally to exist. And we will start to get into that and talk about how I want to wrap things up here on this RBN radio broadcast later tonight. But right now, I just want to once again stress to all the people out there for there may have been some confusion or some people... May not have understood the message. I want to stress that the Corbett Report is not folding. The Corbett Report will continue into the new year. The Corbett Report will continue to expand with new interviews, video series, podcast episodes and articles. I will continue putting all of that work out at CorbettReport.com into the new year. The Corbett Report will continue. The Corbett Report will continue. The Corbett Report will continue. I just want to stress that in case there's been any confusion for anyone out there. Corbett Report Radio, the weekday radio show here on Republic Broadcasting that you're listening to right now, will not be continuing into the new year, but my website will continue. So once again, you can find all of that work at CorbettReport.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T report.com. And as I say, that will continue into the future, and we will continue to expand the work we're doing there to try to bring some of this important information to you guys out there. So I hope that you guys in Radioland will be able to follow me into the Internet uh, uh, spaces where I continue to conduct my work. And hopefully you can uh, at least go to CorbettReport.com, you can take a look at my YouTube channel, you can follow me on Twitter... You can subscribe to the RSS feeds. And for people who don't know about RSS, I suggest you look into it, because it's a handy way of following websites and podcasts that you might want to keep in touch with, including The Corbett Report. So there's information about that at corbettreport.com slash subscribe. And one other thing that I wanted to clear up, because I saw someone making a post the other day about reading something on my Facebook account. I just want to stress that I do not have a Facebook account. There is no Corbett Report Facebook. There are, I believe, uh, there's at least one, I believe, that's being run by someone that I've never been in touch with and I know nothing about and I don't take any credit or blame for. I have absolutely nothing to do with it, but that is certainly not mine. And in fact, if you want to find out what is officially mine, please just go to CorbettReport.com. That will have the links to my official Twitter, my official YouTube, etc., Other than that, I I don't really have uh, a Facebook or Instagram or Pinit or Google Plus or any of these other accounts, and for good reason for anyone who's been keeping in touch with the news over this uh, holiday season, as Facebook has had some more interesting privacy gaffes and uh, also Instagram, seeing what could be a mass exodus of users in the last uh, week or two since they announced some interesting changes to their privacy rules. But on that note, let's take a short break. We'll come back after this break and we'll start outlining the real reason for tonight's episode of the broadcast and what I hope will be the bookend to Corbett Report Radio.
0: don't mean a thing. All you gotta do is swing. Do I 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 do do I it don't mean a thing. All you gotta
1: do is sing. Do I 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 it makes my no friends we'll back, if back to once again. This is the final edition of this radio broadcast here tonight on Republic And tonight I wanted, as I say, to create something of a bookend to close up this radio broadcast. Uh, in a similar fashion to that which I opened the broadcast with way back in October of 2011 when I started the broadcast. And we started this broadcast off by talking about what was really driving this, uh, not only this radio broadcast, but all the media that I'm doing at CorbettReport.com. And in case you didn't get the memo, we'll continue to be doing at CorbettReport.com in the new year. <laughs> But uh, in that first ever edition, we talked about outrage and conviction, which were, uh, I posited at the time, two necessary elements of a puzzle that go together to really drive this type of media forward and to drive really the, the not just the media, but the point of what it is that you and I are engaged in right now, because this is not just a media broadcast. This is a conversation, and hopefully it's one that keeps you informed and up to date and And uh, thinking about some of these issues, but it's also one in which, of course, you have a part to play as well. And I outlined some of my reasons for being here in that first ever edition of the broadcast, which, again, you can download from the RBN archives or from CorbettReport.com. And I talked about outrage and conviction, some of the things that just are so outrageous that they absolutely prompted myself into action by trying to do something to spread awareness of these things, talking about some of the more ridiculous aspects of 9-11 or the bankster-induced global banking crisis, which the banksters want to solve by giving the banksters more power and authority, or uh some of the other things that uh, that have just gone on over the years that are just so ridiculous on their face that they really do outrage us and then the conviction the conviction that this can that we can do something about this that we're not just passive receptacles sitting here just s- looking at this information helplessly that we can be informed and motivated to actually do something about what's happening in the world and without both that, uh, that outrage and that conviction i think well, media like this wouldn't exist, and probably you wouldn't be sitting here listening to people like myself uh, sitting here, you know, night after night talking about these issues. It is that formula which drives us forward and propels us into action and spurs us to try to do something to make a better world for ourselves and those generations yet to be born, including my yet-to-be-born child. So that is obviously why a lot of us are here. But I wanted to... Spend tonight talking about what could be another another side to this equation, or at least something that that hopefully can can help put this into perspective. Because of course, outrage is that feeling that we that generate that we generate when we look at these types of ridiculous scams and frauds and in your face lies that happen on a daily basis, and that we're being asked to to basically feed on and ask for seconds the gruel that is served out to us in the the corporate media that speaks down to you like you're a child and that lies brazenly to your face day after day after day after day and asks you to continue to believe them the next time they tell a lie, that, of course, generates outrage. And that is, again, as I say, an important part of this puzzle. But tonight's uh, episode of the broadcast is entitled Hatred is the Heart of the NWO. And it is my thesis it's my contention that if we are motivated and driven by hatred rather than simply outrage then we are in well in jeopardy of really unbalancing ourselves and doing not only not only a disservice to this information but actually doing harm to ourselves and to others and to the idea of what it is we're fighting for because outrage is one thing, hatred is quite another. Hatred is when your heart is filled and blinded by such rage that it starts to act out in ways that are even detrimental to those interests which you seek. Now, this all sounds very vague and lofty and maybe something for a, a Greek epic or something rather than a radio broadcast, so let's bring this down to the level of day-to-day reality. And I want to start tonight by illustrating a point about hatred And how it has sometimes the exact opposite effect as one might expect from what is actually underlying and motivating that hatred. So, for example, something that I've noticed very, very acutely over the last several years, especially as I have started to, to myself to unplug from this media matrix that we're all living in and started to take a look at it from an outsider's perspective, rather than someone who was simply watching everything as a passive receptacle for the information. Once I started to pull myself out of that matrix and started to see through the left-right charade and started to really question what were being sold in the uh, the mainstream corporate media – Something that really stuck out to me over the past few years is the way that basically the left-right game, the games that they get us in to get us divided and fighting amongst ourselves, when so many of us have so much more in common with each other than we do with the billionaires who own these media conglomerates that dominate the, uh, the news cycle. The thing, the way that, one of the ways that they keep us squabbling and fighting over petty issues and, and basically slitting each other's throats instead of doing anything productive with our time and energy is to get us fighting and concentrating over things of absolutely no significance. And of course, the best way to do that is to get people to hate something, not simply to concentrate on something, not to reason something out, not to engage in some kind of process for coming at, at the truth of an issue, but simply to engage in blind hatred of a subject so that it starts to cloud our vision and actually makes it difficult for us to even achieve what it is we're trying to achieve. And once again, again, this sounds kind of out there in airy-fairy, but let's look at some specific examples. And one that really stuck out to me when it was happening was a few years ago when uh, Glenn Beck arrived on the national scene with his Fox News show and started making headline after headline after headline after headline in the controlled left media, the progressive media, the liberal media, whatever you want to call it, where they would every single day They would talk about, oh, this is what Glenn Beck said today on his program. Oh, can you believe Glenn Beck Beck said this? Oh, Glenn Beck is so outrageous. Oh, can you believe he did this? And every single day, it would be a headline in the Huffington Post or a big five-minute segment on The Daily Show or on any of these other liberal establishment mouthpieces. They would spend so much of their time fixating on Glenn Beck that he became a much bigger celebrity, he became a much more powerful media influence than he ever could have been if they had just ignored him, or if they had only dealt with the issues that he raised, rather than making him into this cartoonish character that everyone could participate in the hatred of, and thus building him up into something more than what he was. And you'll notice that since he went out of the mainstream media spotlight, he got, since he left Fox, since he's doing his own thing now on his website or whatever, no one talks about him anymore. No one cares about him anymore. He doesn't drive the political conversation like he used to because people are not hating on him no one cares anymore because they're not being told to hate on him and this is and certainly this is not a defense of glenn beck this is try- by way of trying to show what this type of system is and how it's engineered into making caricatures out of people that can be hated on instead of actually engaging with issues in a substantive way and the interesting part of this is that it backfires in a perfectly predictable way insofar as it makes the person who is that object of hatred even more popular, even more powerful than he would have been otherwise. And that is an important point. And I would like people out there who understand that to also understand that absolutely one Hundred percent. I guarantee you that every single person in the media who was contributing, for example, to that Glenn Beck hatred knew they full well knew what they were doing in building Glenn Beck up into a bigger media celebrity than he ever could have been without their help. They knew by concentrating on his show, focusing on what he talked about constantly giving him headlines and and coverage and space on their programs to talk about him, they knew they were building him up into something more than he ever could have been. This was a deliberate media strategy. In the exact same way, it happens over and over and over again. We can look at all sorts of different examples of people who are obsessed on in the either the establishment, mouthpiece, left, liberal establishment media, or the Right, so-called conservative mouthpiece establishment media, they do the same things with the same characters, building them up into these objects of hatred that everyone, just like in 1984, they can have their two minutes hate uh, staring at the screen and jeering. And not only does it work as that kind of catharsis by which people can continue to ignore the things that really matter by focusing on things that don't, but it also builds those people up into more than they ever could be. Hatred blinds us to the fact that our hatred actually makes other, the, the so-called enemies into more than they could otherwise be. And this is something that, of course, not only applies in that specific paradigm of the left-right and the phony establishment puppets that they put out in front of us, this also applies in the struggle that you and I are engaged in when we're talking about the various aspects of this New World Order system, this global governmental system that they're trying to bring in, the eugenics uh, program for depopulation that they want to, to bring in. All of this that we're struggling against also suffers from this same problem that if the only thing we are motivated by is hatred, hatred of these people, hatred of the new world order, hatred of the things that they're doing, if that is the only thing that is motivating us, then we are building that system up instead of tearing it down. So there is a different way out of this, and it's been suggested to us time and time and time again in the books we read and the, the, the films that we go and see. It's, it's something that we all understand at an intuitive level, but sometimes we don't apply it in our daily life. On that note, let's take a short break. We'll be right back to continue talking about hatred is the heart of the New World Order. Friends, welcome back to Corbett Report Radio. Once again, your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I am here for the next half hour or so, and then Corbett Report Radio will be wrapping up. This is the final uh, edition of Corbett Report Radio here on Republic Broadcasting. So I do want to open up the phone lines and let you get in with whatever violent disagreements or gushing praise or random comments or bits of news or whatever you would like to bring to tonight's conversation. So we will open up those phone lines and go to your phone calls, 1-800-313-9443. But finishing up, or at least uh, continuing with what I was saying there before the break, talking about how hatred can absolutely not only blind us to to what we're really doing and what we're really fighting for here, but how hatred is used to build up our enemies into more than they really should be. And I gave the example of how the, uh, the liberal establishment media's fixation on Glenn Beck in years past made Glenn Beck into a bigger figure than he ever would have been otherwise. And I think again, we kind of understand that on an intuitive level, and I guarantee you that the people who work in the media definitely understand that, and they definitely 100% colluded in that that, that whole spectacle that we saw with the building up of people like Glenn Beck. We continue to see that. They know that Getting people to fixate on hatred of something actually builds it up into something. And why do they do that? Of course, it's to keep the dog chasing its own tail, to keep people arguing about this political puppet on the left or this political puppet on the right or this establishment media mouthpiece on the left or this establishment mouthpiece media person- personality on the right. And to constantly get the dog chasing its own tail which results in nothing more than futility, as they can always just usher a new clown onto the stage for people to hate hate on, and uh, they can basically distract people from uh, issues that really matter. Of course, there's another danger to this hatred, and that's the fact that hatred, if it starts to consume us, will basically turn us into that hatred. It will start to transform us into the very thing that we're seeking to oppose. And once again, this is something that we're confronted with so often in the fiction and literature and, th- and all of these stories and, and fairy tales and legends and things that we uh, are just seeped in in our culture, that it's difficult to imagine that people can't relate that to their everyday lives. But sometimes I really wonder if, if people are blinded to this. But again, we don't have to deep, dig very deep into the uh, into the collective unconscious or whatever you want to term it to find examples of this in all sorts of literature and fiction and legends and tales. And uh, just as a pop-cultural cu- pop reference, which I'm sure 99% of the audience will uh, immediately understand, of course we know that it was uh, Darth Vader and the Emperor trying to lure Luke over to the dark side by offering all the the lures and all the, the the wonderful things that can be done with the dark side's power. And of course, what was it that ultimately saved Luke? It was by not turning to the dark side, by not giving in, by not becoming what it was that he was seeking to destroy. And again, it's like the Lord of the Rings. We can all be tempted by the power of the ring. Well, I'll know how to use the ring to destroy the enemies of, of goodness, of, of, of peace, of happiness. I can use the ring for good. I can use that power. All I have to do is get it and put it on and I will be the one to wield the power of the ring. And of course what is the the tale what is the moral of that tale the tale is that of course the ring destroys all who come near it no one can uh, really succumb succumb to its power and not be swayed by it and the only thing to do is to cast it into the fires of Mount Doom from whence it came that is the only thing that can be done with the ring of power and it's the exact same thing when we take a look at this hatred which unfortunately can motivate us and overtake us and consume us if our outrage starts to grow into something healthy and unproductive. Once again, outrage, being outraged at some of the ridiculous lies and and abuses that we're put under by this system is normal, and it is, a, I think, a healthy human reaction. If you are outraged, you are paying attention, and I think we have to be outraged about some of these things that are happening to us. But If it becomes simply blind hatred so that all we can see is hatred and we need to destroy this system, and if that's all we can focus on, then we are very much in the, the, under the spell of this ring of power, in the, the, the stepping into the realm of the dark force, the, the dark side. We are becoming that thing which we hate. So I want to posit today that I am absolutely not someone who is motivated by hatred. That is not what defines me, and I will not allow that to define me. I am not someone who is motivated by hatred of this world and the system that's, that unfortunately we're placed under. I am someone who's motivated by a love for humanity and a genuine desire to see humanity achieve the potential that I know we can see. We can reach that ideal, or at least we can reach towards it, and we can get closer than we are today. And that's what motivates me, is reaching towards what we can become rather than where we are and just hatred of the system that exists. Because hatred can only lead to destruction and blind rage And that is not going to be the productive thing that will see us through this time of crisis into the other side to build up something memorable, something worth keeping on the other side. If all that's left after all of this destruction is let loose, is just a bunch of people who only know how to hate and are only motivated by hatred, well then I would like to posit that is not the type of world we want to create. So I'm going to uh, come back on the other side with a little bit more on this topic, and we will also go to your phone calls. So the phone lines are open once again, 1-800-313-9443, 1-800-313-9443. Let's take a short break. We'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to the broadcast, friends. Once again, on this final edition of Corbett Report Radio, we are examining how hatred is the heart of the New World Order. And if we are simply motivated by our hatred, then we are, in fact, playing into the New World Order system, which is based on us becoming these blind, rage-filled vehicles, really, for the ushering in of the new world order system because they know how to deal with hate and they know how to deal with people who are simply trying to destroy but those who are actually motivated by the urge to create something better in this world well that's something that cannot be bottled it cannot be contained and it can be done each and every single person can get up right now and do something to make this world a better place and that cannot be stopped at least not easily So I'm positing tonight that that's really what this struggle is about, not to simply be motivated by hatred, but to be to be propelled forward to something better by our love for one another and our love for humanity itself and what it can become. And I have more to say on that, but the phone lines are open, so we will be going to your calls tonight. If you would like to get in on the final edition of Corbett Report Radio, anything you'd like to talk about, 1-800-313-9443. We have Anthony in New York waiting patiently on the line, so let's bring him into the conversation. Anthony, thank you for your call tonight.
0: Thank you for having me on the uh, line and uh, taking my call. And It's um, uh, sad to hear that this is your last radio broadcast, but also at the same token, we do want to thank you. I definitely want to thank you for the information that you've been putting out there for the past year, and actually longer than that, and um, heavily want to... Um, express gratitude and appreciation for your hard work, the uh, time that you've set aside from your family to come and uh, spread this information to the rest of us out here in the population. But I also wanted to um, kind of make a comment with regards to the hatred slash, um, I guess, awareness or concern for the way uh, the population is being, I guess, herded into one direction by the New World Order or greedy banksters, oligarchy, whatever you want to call them. And I think the proper term that I guess we need to look look towards is an aware, concerned, concerned citizen, uh, as opposed to someone who has hatred or whatever the case is. So that you're not – you want to be aware rather than be absorbed because it's very easily to sway someone who's absorbed with um, whatever it is, hatred towards whatever it may be, and it's very easy for you to be made an example of and be pointed as the crazy conspiracy theorist or the crazy lone, <laughs> the lone gunman or the lone person that the lone wolf who's separate from the rest of the population. And um, if you're an aware, concerned citizen, it shows the, I guess the um, <clears throat> attention or the attentiveness to detail, be always attentive, always, um, I guess, um, open to uh, the different changes that are happening within society, that you can be always uh, at your guard and aware of uh, the different things that are happening. And um, it's very interesting that you started off on the topic that is the um, <coughs> way the news media has been taken over and you know people are hearing about the Cox brothers. The YouTube video um, that uh, has been done recently by Montagrass was something with regards to the um, way that the um, a news press conference was held within the Bush era. This is the second Bush era, where the uh, one of the news reporters, reporters asked a question about the um, way that the Pentagon and other CIA agencies um, have actually purposefully paid CBS and other news media outlets to actually put out false information or proper in, uh, propaganda information. And, absolutely. Uh,
1: They're uh, called video news releases, VNRs, and I've done a few uh, videos on this. And absolutely, it was fully admitted and, in fact, came out, and when it came out it was a scandal because this technically falls under the propaganda rules that, uh, well this is the law of the land, supposedly, the federal government isn't allowed to actually pay for placement of news in in the news. I mean, that's that's clear violation of federal law. But the, uh, the Bush administration, once that ruling came out, just said, well, we're going to continue to do it anyway. And uh, video news releases are still around, they still happen, and they're still a very important part of the PR PSYOP. Anthony, anything else? Oh, he may have dropped. All right. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for the call. I I genuinely, truly do appreciate your kind words about the the broadcast. I I truly do hope that it has at least helped uh, provide some information for some people out there. That's truly what it's about. So if I get feedback like that, that's truly what makes it all worth it. So thank you very much for for your kind words on that. Thank you also for sharing your thoughts on this, because I am 100% totally completely in agreement with the way that you framed it it is about aware being aware and being concerned absolutely we have to be aware of what's going on absolutely we have to be concerned about what's going on because this is not just something that affects us in our lives it's something that affects the entire world it affects everyone we know it affects everyone who will be born generations hence i mean this is a game for all the marbles and we do have to keep that in mind so we do have to keep that in perspective, and if you're not concerned, then there's, I think, something probably malfunctioning in your in your hardware. But at the same time, again, it can't just be hatred. It can't just be rage. It can't just be the uh, the type of striking out and trying to strike down enemies, because again, all that leads to is destruction rather than creation. So what I wanted to posit tonight as something perhaps a little bit more hopeful, is instead of defining ourselves by our hatred of the things that we are opposed to, maybe it would be more fruitful to define ourselves for the by the love that we have for the things that we want to build up and that we want to bring into existence. And this can be as abstract or as concrete as people want to make it. And I think that, for example, one of the ways that the hatred actually distracts us and impairs us from the task of creating a better world, is that it gets us to focus on simply trying to react against what's happening, react against the government and its policies and its regulations and what's happening in Washington so that we're constantly distracted by the power that exists somewhere else that other people are wielding and we feel like we're being repressed or oppressed by that power, and in some senses we are, But in another key sense, we have to understand that we also have power within ourselves to bypass that system. So someone who is filled by hatred might not be thinking about the things that they can be doing in their own life each and every day to actually make a difference in this system. The fact that we can, for example, do things like starting planting our own seeds, planting our own garden, trying to bypass that food system that's that's unfortunately now basically dominated by five or six seed companies that own most of the uh, the basic crops from which our food supply derives. And uh, if that isn't scary to you, again, you're probably not paying attention. But if you don't understand also that this is something that we are literally buying into each and every day, then you're missing the point, because certainly this entire system can't function without our participation in it. It can't continue to function unless we go to the store and we buy our food from the same big corporations every single day and we always just sit down like good obedient citizens and do what we're told while complaining about it and while being filled with our hatred and rage which eventually, of course, can be spilled over into whatever it is they want it, they want to erupt. If they want to provoke some big race war or whatever they, is on the, the agenda of these big corporations, they can easily do so by manipulating the news cycle. And unfortunately, anyone who's been watching the news over the past few weeks knows just how easy that is to do. What with mass shootings and things like that can, of course, drive the populace into this rage. It can pit people against each other, neighbor against neighbor, father against son, brother against brother, sister against brother. All of this, it can be basically engineered and baked into the cake. And again, as I say, they know how to deal with those types of conflicts because they can always arbitrate and be that basically parental figure that comes in to try to restore order. And unfortunately, if you create enough chaos, people will beg for order any way you provide it. Once again, this is not a... It is is a profound truth, but it's not a particularly uh, new truth. I think everyone understands this. But it's still a very basic game that they continue to play and they continue to win, because we're too focused on what they're doing instead of what we can do positively. So again it can be something as simple as starting a uh, a garden in your backyard it can be using the farmers market it can be starting or participating in a local alternative community currency it can be looking into alternative ways of of exchanging money and gifts and things online going into barter systems talking about bitcoin or whatever it is uh, that uh, that people are interested in and i want to posit that it is these types of things that we can affirmatively do in our own day-to-day lives to affect our day-to-day interactions with other people that will have an effect towards building up the world we want instead of simply destroying the world as it is. And that's got to be more what, what our aim is. Because once again, if we keep our eyes on the prize, then we will attain that prize. But it's like a pothole in the road. If you're staring at the pothole, you're going to drive straight into it. And we don't want that. We don't want that at all. We want to build up the world we want. We don't want to destroy the world we don't want. Those are two separate things. So let's... Uh, I see we have Anthony back on the line. He dropped off. Let's bring Anthony back into this conversation. Anthony, thank you again for, for calling back in. Uh,
0: thank you. I just wanted to just um, uh, say thanks again. And... Um, uh If there's anything else you wanted to talk about, That's I didn't want to make sure that I wasn't being rude. It was just my fault.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No, no problem. Well, I have posited some of the things that I think might be positive things that people can do in their day-to-day lives to actually do something for the better and to try to make a change. What are some of the things that you think people out there could be doing, should be doing, might be doing, or could conceivably be doing to actually help to build up a better system?
0: Well, one thing is to be informed, and um, I was going to even ask, uh, what were the, some of the, maybe you can talk about news feeds in general and how the lay person or the average person can uh, you, you realize that there's a demographic within, I guess I would say, North America and even South America also as well, and even parts of Asia and Australia as well that would like to have constant access. New streams out there that they can, I guess, somewhat trust, or even if the, even if it is the main the mainstream media, the, the ways that they're able to, um, I guess, um, have timelines and use the pinpoints and be able to pay attention to the way things are changing, listening to listening to the first um, response on a particular event, and then coming back and being able to chronicle and say, hey, well, they said something before, and they said something different afterwards. So just being able to go out and be have the confidence to be able to go out and look at that news information for themselves to empower themselves and let them feel empowered just like you talked about the, the farmers markets which are excellent we should we definitely need to have our hands on some of that organic stuff that we can grow um, on our own and not have absolutely to and you the can government. you can
1: look the uh, the farmer in the eye and shake his hand and you know who you're getting your food from rather than some nameless faceless corporation somewhere on the other side of the world. Um, right. Exactly right. And, and you're exactly right, again, that another important point of this, if we are to be aware and concerned citizens, we have to be aware first and foremost, and we have to obviously keep our eyes on those news, news feeds and examine things. And I think you're right. There is uh, a lot of room for, for us to learn together what's the best ways to share and distribute and understand this information. And I, of course, uh, don't want to sit here on a high horse as if I'm telling people what to do, but I can certainly share with people some of the things that I do. And if there is interesting, Interest in this, I might make a video series in the new year talking about some of the uh, the tricks and tips and little technical things that I do to uh, congregate news feeds and things because it might be helpful to people out there in their own quests. But I uh, I find for myself personally the best way to to basically scan the news in an instant is I use uh, Firefox actually as my internet browser and on Firefox you have the Live Bookmarks uh, tab at the top uh, right under the address bar. Where you can slot in RSS feeds from different websites and, and at a single glance, you can see all of the latest news that's posted up to a website. So, for example, I have blacklistednews.com, I have boiling frogs post, zero hedge, Asia times online, strat risks, climate depot, global research, land destroyer report, xskf, intelnews.org, apperspective.blogspot.com, the diplomat, market watch, the Canadian broadcasting company news, CBC, and Eurasia review. All there on my newsfeed, uh, so I can get all of those stories at a glance. And I think you're right. We also have to look at some of the mainstream sources so that we know what the propaganda is and we know where things are trending. We have to balance that with the alternative information that we can use to, to find out some of the, the deeper analysis of what's going on. So that's one example of just something that people can do, and I will put together a video on this if if there is some response from people out there who want to know more about that. But but that's my own idea for for at least trying to find a, a good wide casting net wide enough that we we pick up on what's happening. Uh, Anthony, any any sources you'd like to re- recommend, or anything that you think is uh, people should know about?
0: Um, you know, um, I, I guess um, uh, so far. <laughs> It has been, for me, the the corporate report, uh, not to make you blush. Uh, it has been, um, watch the Tarpley Net, uh where he's been able to give out some good analysis also as well. I don't know if he's still comfortable. With me I'm mentioning his name also. Absolutely. Um, it, has what you been, want. Uh, it has been also um, Alan Watt, who's been on more of the esoteric side, but he definitely does put up, like, you know, recent news resources. It has been Montagrass seems to be somewhat uh, very, very thorough in his analysis.
1: And, um, That's right. And once again, for people who don't know, this is a YouTube user, Montagraph, M-O-N-T-A-G-R-A-P-H. And as a matter of fact, I'm not subscribed to his YouTube channel, so I will do that because he does have some great videos out there. I hope people will check that out. Um, and
0: um, and then um, the judge report. And then, uh, and then from there, um, I guess, you know, which is the reason why I asked, I also want to, I guess, um... Tag and RSS get some RSS feeds from the areas that you've been going looking at, and also other people have been looking at. So that I can also be able to gather information, look look for myself, and be able to just um, give, I guess, other people around me that may not be awake or aware um, some news some news outlets that they can look at also on their own, which is which is very very important. Just the first step is to be informed, because if you don't know what the problem is, you're not going to be able to solve it.
1: Absolutely. Well, exactly right. We have to understand what's happening, and we have to be aware of it. So I do uh, absolutely, once again, recommend that people try, whether it's live bookmarks or whether it's Twitter or whatever you use to keep in touch with breaking information, I hope that you will go out there and start finding some of these sources. So, Anthony, we'll leave it there as we're coming up against the break, but uh, thank you again for your phone call. I truly do appreciate your listenership. And uh, that goes as well to all of you guys out there who have been listening over the past uh, year and a half and who have been giving your feedback through the website, I hope you will continue to follow my work at CorbettReport.com Again, it's not going away. I'm going to continue in the new year, just not with the radio program. So on that note, we'll be back to wrap things up right after these messages.
0: Thanks. If you love your Uncle Sam
1: Parting is such sweet sorrow, my friends. And so we come to the final segment of the final edition of Corbett Report Radio, or at least the final edition for now. And that will do it for us. So, once again, tonight's message is basically this, that I don't want to be someone who defines myself by hatred, but someone who defines myself by love. So I am not someone who hates the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, or the Morgans, or any of the other families that have been puppeteering our Earth for generations. I am someone who loves the Chapmans and the Webs and the Suddens and all of the people who have been literally giving their lives to bring us information about the way the world really works. I'm not someone who hates GMOs and spy drones and transhuman brain chips and the eugenicists who create them. I'm someone who loves... Organic foods and life-saving technologies and the people who are working on innovative solutions to all of humanity's problems. And ultimately, I'm not someone who hates the New World Order and the oligarchy and the deep state and the Illuminati and whatever else you want to call it. I am someone who loves my life, I love my family, and I love this spitting blue marble that we're on in this galactic voyage that we're all on as we spin our way around the Milky Way galaxy. So once again... It is not about what we hate, it is about what we love, it is not about what we destroy, it is about what we create, and it is not about the things that we do to tear this world down, it is what we can do to build this world up. And that is, at the very least, the type of message that I'd like to leave this broadcast on for tonight. But having said that, of course, there are some thank yous that I'd like to give. Of course, once again, I'd like to thank Republic Broadcasting for having me on the airwaves these past 14 months, and they've provided an excellent outlet for me and have never once in any way, shape, or form tried to steer, shape, or direct my message at all. So that is absolutely in their favor. So I hope people out there who are listening on Republic Broadcasting or even who are listening on my own podcast feed will continue to support RBN. And I once again give my hats off to RBN for having me on. I would also like to wholeheartedly thank the radio producers who have been working behind the scenes to bring this media to you. They're the ones doing the real work, flipping the uh, the buttons and turning the knobs and doing all the things to actually make this program really function. And there have been a lot of times when I've uh, pressured them with all sorts of clips and guests and phone lines and all sorts of things that they're doing behind the scenes that you guys never ever know about because they do such a good job, it makes it all look seamless. But of course, I'm talking about the person who's currently on the board, Dan, also the people who have been helping out behind the scenes over the months and year and a half that we've been on. Manny and, uh, and uh, Mike and all of the producers there doing an excellent job. And of course, finally, I'd also like to thank all of you. And it's, uh, become a truism. I hope you guys have truly internalized this, but truly, 100% it's true. I couldn't do this work without you guys out there. So thank you all once again for all of your support. I truly do appreciate it. And I truly hope that you will continue with me on this voyage at CorbettReport.com in the new year, where I will be continuing to bring out videos and articles and interviews on a regular basis. Once again, all of the information is there, CorbettReport.com, C-O-R-B-E-T-T-Report.com. And on that note, I'm going to leave it there for now, and we will hopefully be seeing you and talking to you again in the future. And wherever you are and however you're listening to me, Absolutely, 100%. I mean it now more than ever. I truly hope you're having a safe and happy new year. I wish you all the best, so thank you for listening, and take care.